there, everybody. This is Monica. Welcome to pre Cana with the Pope, Episode 2. This is a podcast where we bring your most pressing questions about marriage and family to the family man himself, St. John Paul the Great. In today's episode, Renzo and I talk about friendship and marriage, and we ask St. John Paul if he thinks spouses can also be best friends. We have a great conversation about attraction, share opinions about office episodes, what it means to be friends, and the qualities that make the marriage relationship so unique. Thank you for joining us. Let's jump in. (laughs) You're definitely my favorite person. You are my favorite person. You're my best friend. We say that all the time. We do. We do. We say that a lot. Um, Though that is apparently to some controversy because I remember hearing a homily um, that the, 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 who was it? The celebrant was saying um, that he did not like that couples were calling each other their best friends. Hmm. Why? Oh, because he said it, it, it wasn't that there should be a sp- spouses, your spouses, mm-hmm. right? You're, you have a particular type of relationship, but your friends should be something different, mm. which is interesting. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't know if I agree. I, I, I would hope you disagree <laughs> unless you want to stop being friends. Is this how you're telling me we're not being friends anymore? Uh, yeah, we're ending the friendship now. Good, no. I never liked you. Sorry. <laughs> well, then I'm going to stop sharing my cookies with you. <laughs> I'm gluten free. I can't have cookies. <laughs> I've always thought that couples should be best friends, that the, the person you're spending the rest of your life with should be the person that you enjoy being with the most and not just because of sex, but you actually enjoy being with that person the most. Yeah. I So one of our favorite shows and one of our favorite lines from the show the office no parks and rec okay good guess though okay. um when leslie and and ben wyatt say i love you and i like you yes like i love that because they love each other and despite any suffering circumstances anything that can come their way that's always true but they also like each other they like being with each other and um spending time together and playing together and all the stuff. And I feel that way about you. Yeah. And I think sticking with the uh, Parks and Rec reference, I think that a lot of couples, though, if like in the same with any type of friendship, if you don't work on that friendship, you run the risk of mm. becoming uh, workplace proximity acquaintances. Yes. Right. And just like you are a person that we we share a workspace. We we know each other. But the reason we're together is because we're married and have to share everything, but not because we want that enjoy it but yeah. not like like we want it for the there's there's so many aspects like we i want it for the companionship but like but i have my own friends like i i have the guys that like that you know they fill my cup with with fun and and all those things but like you you fill my cup in that i won't be alone when i'm old mm-hmm. because hopefully yeah. you'll be there to take care of me and like we'll spend time together but like my friends are my friends and i i think that's that's a danger that i think a lot of couples can fall yeah. into Shoot, how many examples of that have we seen like of of empty nesters that are like, I don't know what to do with this person anymore because now we don't have all the running around with the kids activities and stuff like that. So like, all right, kids, can you start having grandkids so we have something to do again? Right. Well, even, even I think couples may not even, they may go into being married, being best friends, right? They could, they may be dating, engaged and and married, being Mm -hmm. best friends, but then um, responsibilities and kids and everything else comes up and like, there's a lot of distractions. Right. And that's that's like the last 
and even like people are like, well, you know, you got to work on the romance. Like maybe they're even focused on the romance, but the friendship could still mm. fall off because there's a difference. And, and we're going to read a little bit about that later. But like if the focus of the friendship isn't there and like the, the, the spending the time together and it's focused so much on kids because we know that kids take up everything. Holy they want to take it all and don't care how many, <laughs> what they leave behind in their wake of destruction. Selfish. They just take everything. <laughs> but um, but like, and, 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 and rightfully so that we are here to give everything to them. Yes. But what, they're eventually going to leave us. They right. better. They better uh-huh. leave us because I am not supporting this forever. But isn't that what we're preparing them for? Yeah. Right? But like, like once they leave, like we're left with each other. And right. if we, the last version of ourselves that we know is from when we first started having kids and we stopped getting to know each other throughout throughout our relationship because we were just focused on the kids, we are going to be with strangers. And shoot, that's a long time for drudgery to like just get through so that like and not enjoy that time and not just to like enjoy because kids are cute and they're funny ha 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 but like to not enjoy the person that you're doing that with like that's a long time to not enjoy the person that's with you all the time yeah and so i think it's easy to just to let kids take over uh and let family life take over and even work responsibilities like there's a lot of things that come up in marriage that can detract from our one or the romantic aspect of relationship but also the the friendship aspect of relationship. And I think um, focusing on that is important. But even, yeah. so this is our opinion. Yeah. Right? We think spouses should be best friends. Because I um, like you. Yes. Even, yeah, even like though you. we disagree on TV shows, because Scott's Tots is Ugh. absolutely one of the best written episodes. Are you seriously bringing that up already? Yes. Because, yes. Only in episode two and we're going there. Yes, because 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 it is so cringy. It is a masterpiece it's, of cringe. <laughs> It's so terrible. I sit there and I look at Scott's Tots and I, oh my goodness, you thought you were going to college for free. You poor, poor child. Thank you for making my point. So well written. So So well written. But here's a computer battery. (laughs) (laughs) So let's bring the question to St. John Paul. St. John Paul. So this is the question we're asking him today. Is Scott's Tots... A well-written, no, sorry, that's not what we're asking him today. So we're asking St. John Paul today, can and should your spouse be your best friend? And the answer that we're pulling um, from today is from Love and Responsibility, which is which is a amazing book. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes. When we ask him if our spouse should or can or should be our best friend, um, he actually doesn't answer it directly in the sense of like, yes, he should be your, or he or she should be your best friend. Um, but what he does do is he, he does go into in this book, um, what friendship should be, what friendship looks like and how a marriage should kind of develop. And he breaks it down into three things. So the first, and I think we would all agree this kind of exists. Um, the first part of a relationship that he talks about between a man and a woman, um, starts with something like, uh, he calls it sympathy. But I think the best way we would understand it is like infatuation. Attraction. Yeah, like an initial attraction to a person. Because he talks about sympathy being something that like we don't control, that we experience. And, and mm. it's it's more in our emotions. So Like intrigue. Right. Like, hey, you're, you, you. I like you. you you're kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. You like the same TV shows I do. That's not how we started. That's how we started. He defines sympathy as the manifestation of passion rather than of action. People yield to it in a way that is sometimes incomprehensible to them, and they and the will is pulled into orbit of emotions and affections, which bring two people closer together, regardless of whether or not one of them chose the other consciously. So it's this, it, it's not concrete yet. 
it's mm-hmm. it's that okay. it's that intrigue it's the like the um this other person calls attention to themselves and you don't really know why but it's it's like in a positive way like mm-hmm. i am drawn to this person and attracted attracted but it's but again i think attracted in in our culture is right. like because of the way they look or because of the way they behave it's just like something about their personhood is calling attention is calling your attention to them well i think even i think a great way of of giving a concrete example of this is is a baby like mm-hmm. if you see a baby it's it's cute and you're just like oh baby I, 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 <laughs> That's what I say. Oh, baby. That's what I say. You you actually do say that out loud every time yeah, you see like, a baby. Like the cheeks. Look at the cheeks. But like those. Like there that's... was a newborn at the science museum that we go to every week kid. the other day. No, it wasn't. No, it, was it, was, it was a nine day old the other Whoa. day. And I, my ovaries did backflips. I didn't even tell them to. They were just Listen, like. Listen, newborns uh, all look like potatoes. They do. But all of our so potatoes look the same. Potatoes. A little cooked. A little brown, wrinkly. golden, wrinkly, um, but that's 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 a good example. I think just to bring you know, give us a concrete thing of like you don't even, even have a full lumpy, right? You don't have a full con- you don't full you have you don't have a full conscious thought, but you see a baby and there's just there's just something that's that's I've mm-hmm. seen the most, um, like stoic men in the world see a baby and just mm-hmm. smile like oh there's a baby <laughs> and then like do the coochie coochie coo on their belly like okay sir. <laughs> <laughs> don't come here with your deep voice and beard and pretend you love this baby. Um, but that there's, there's that, that, and that's the, again, that's, that is the groundwork or the, the base. Um, and unfortunately a lot of times we take that as, and I think especially teenagers will take that as deeper attraction or, or like, Oh, this is love because like yes. it builds on like, Oh, what do I do next with these feelings? And, but he does make the point here that, um, Yet sympathy is not in the least the whole of love, mm. just as an emotion and affection are not the whole of an interior life of a human person, but it's only one of its elements. So like sympathy is the very, very beginning of love. And so then he moves on um, to the next part where he talks about friendship. The love between a man and a woman cannot remain on the level of sympathy alone. It must become friendship because friendship, unlike sympathy itself, is the participation of the will and it's decisive. I want the good for you as much as I want it for myself. This union differs from the one achieved in sympathy. In friendships, John Paul the Great says, the will commits itself and therefore friendship really takes possession of the whole man. So you move past this, the pieces that are intriguing, I'm infatuated, I'm attracted to, and now I am, I'm accepting the whole that those pieces come with. I, I put those pieces into that whole other person and I'm, I'm committing my will to the development of that relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that's in, he's saying this again, um, in order for love between an Amanda woman to flourish, like this is something that's, that needs to happen. And I think a lot of times in dating, it does happen. We in dating, especially cause like you're not bound in dating, you're choosing to be with that yes. person. So you're like, there's yes. that, the act of the will. And like, Unfortunately, like in the way that we, we date now as a culture, there isn't necessarily the exclusivity of dating, which doesn't allow for friendship to develop in the way it should. Because there's like, you know, we, we can, at least what I've heard from the teenagers and young adults that we, we talk to, shout out to them, uh, comment, subscribe, 
do all the things. Thank you guys. Um, but if uh, th- there's there's the hookup culture in college and even and even in high school of like you know let's let's test the waters. Like it used to be that you test the waters before that people would test the waters before they get married. Now they test the waters before dating. Yeah. And they, and they they like oh do I really like this person? Can I be physically intimate with this person? They go way too far before they're even so exclusive quick. in dating. Right. Um, but with the way the way it should happen is that you you make that act of the will, um, and in in the act of the will, and you choose to be with the, with that friend, like you start building on that, and that's that's what should be happening is that like all right, I want to be with you, and I'm going to make that an active choice, and we're going to put in the work. Yeah, I love that point about dating when when the decision has been made to make make this an exclusive dating relationship, right? You start to do things that you or the other person enjoy doing and you invite that other person into that activity and you learn more about that person through that activity and you start to like meet their family and you meet their friends and you that whole process of learning that whole person what made that person who they are in dating like we forget to keep fostering that in marriage a lot of times like we again like you said we we move from friendship to marriage and it's like no this is like a building process it's not a transition from attraction to friendship to marriage it's attraction comes into the friendship and the friendship comes into the marriage yeah and i actually in like his point because at least his last point that like i think a lot of times when we in in our dating relationships or in engagements in our, our marriage we build into this friendship and then the sympathy is kind of left to the wayside. Like we forget about the things that initially attracted us to the person in the first place. So he writes that um, from this point of view of education of love, a clear postulate emerges here. Sympathy must be transformed into friendship and friendship complemented with sympathy. So like we can't just become friends and then forget everything that that drew us to this person yes. in the first place. That they complement each else. other, mm-hmm. right? They rely on each other to to be like good and to continue and to grow. Mm. You need both. All right. And then the third piece that John Paul the Great talks about in the importance of uh, the, the third component of a good and healthy and successful relationship marriage is companionship. He says that companionship is based on an objective foundation such as common work, common objectives, common interests. The point is that companionship introduces between two people, a man and a woman, some objective community, which would be the family or the marriage, whereas sympathy joins them only in a subjective way. Thus, what can emerge thanks to companionship is the objective profile of love, without which love is always something incomplete. So it takes that attraction and that friendship, the, the like unity of wills and the commitment to the relationship and companionship like makes it into a reality. It, it's like objectively something new. You have now created a family, a marriage. You two people have become one and like companionship is the transformation. It's the elevation of those two pieces into something new and good and wonderful. You know, we all have met couples that, that are engaged and have been engaged for years, mm-hmm. right? Just engaged for years and just have not taken that plunge into marriage. They could have their own reasons. And and I obviously don't, can't speak to every single case, but what could seem like one of the reasons is because, um, the the they're not ready to commit to that companionship like they're ready to commit to like all right we're going to be in this or even if you're just like a married couple who is delaying 
having kids because it's a huge commitment. We don't know if we're financially ready, but the companionship comes in that like, yeah, we're taking this huge plunge and we are committed to this. And this is our outside of us. This is the outside thing that we are committed to and we're going for and we're in it no matter what. Um, which I think is is the scary part of being married and why a lot of couples put off the marriage. I think most couples that that are dating, especially that, that are our age, that, that are not interested in marriage, not going to go into marriage, they can easily buy into the sympathy friendship part, right? Like we're, we we le- we we really like each other, we're attracted, and we are we commit to each other. We are we are willfully in this together. Um, but what are you doing together? Like, where is your objective together? Where are you guys going together? Is it just, I'm going to build up my career. I'm going to get, we're going to build up our house. We're going to build up our nest egg, um, and build up these outside of us things. Or are you guys both committed to a, a deeper thing together? Right. It's kind of like the attraction and the friendship is we can do life side by side because we've committed to, like being together at the end of the day. Like I like I like having you around and you are wonderful to be with and you take good care of me. Um but yeah, we're still we're still my life is happening, your life is happening. It overlaps sometimes, but sometimes it doesn't. And companionship is the complete unity of those two lives. You know, and sorry, another thing that came to mind, I think that the reason that our our generation is avoiding the companionship part is because we've seen our parents actually only have the companionship part, right? How many times have we seen, Mm. like, we've thought of, like, older couples who are just, like, they're companions, but, like, they're not best friends. They don't enjoy being together. They're not committed to one another anymore, but they're they're just... they're afraid to lose that. Right, but they're just companions. So, like, they might even see that they have the sympathy and friendship and be like maybe the companionship will destroy this. Like yeah. maybe we're, like, we're just going to be living a, a boring life now, just stuck within this monotony of, of, of working for a mortgage, working for kids. And we're going to lose everything we've got because of the companionship. Mm. Um, and the, uh, and St. John Paul saying the opposite here, where like, this is, you need all three to have that complete love. Like that, you yes. know, your, your companionship comes in that like, we're in this forever. Yes. And it doesn't mean that it destroys the friendship and sympathy. It perfects but it's, it. It perfects it. Right. And I think that's that's the message that makes him so different because our generation is, is reacting to the wounds that it's been given by the generation yeah. before, right? Right by our parents, we've been given a certain amount of wounds that were, and it's I don't blame anyone for not wanting to go through that. Um, it's scary, you and you love what you have with with your significant other, mm-hmm. um, but in marriage is marriage is not the reason they ended up that way. Yes, right. Marriage marriage done well will be what perfects you and makes the love you have with your significant other the best it could ever be. Yes. Yes. Because when you were attracted to that person at the beginning, it was it was those qualities, it was those intangibles that are still a part of that person. And then you developed, you made that choice into the friendship. You've you made a relationship, you you willed the good their good. Like Man, how beautiful is that to join those two lives? If you just like, if you t- if you ignore all the yuck, like if you try to just like, just narrow in on that, and that's what John Paul the Great is saying is that like it is possible, and that is like it like that is good if you focus on that, and if you make that companionship your priority, your your top relationship right? Instead of like seeking out more friendships outside of your spouse or 
or focusing like too much on work, too much on like make that companionship your top priority and then everything else will flow from that. Everything else will like, like the goodness will seep from that. And I think we've seen so many examples of the outside influences coming into that instead of flowing out from that. Yeah. So I think, I honestly, I think this, this answer that he gives um, or that we kind of pulled out of love and responsibility about should, should, can and should our spouse be your best friend? Um, I think the answer is yes. Our relationship with our spouse should have the sympathy, the friendship and the companionship. And if you consider your marriage now or your relationship now and you don't have all three, I would say that St. John Paul would, would want us to focus on getting all three back yes, in those marriages or in those relationships, in those engagements so that the marriage could be good. So like you could be somebody who is in a marriage now that is just companionship. It's time to put the work in for the sympathy and the friendship, right? Yeah. Or you could be a, somebody who isn't married yet and it's just sympathy and friendship. It's time to work on the companionship part. Um, or you could just be someone who is just dating around because you just are okay with the sympathy. Yeah, It's time to commit. It's time to to take that leap. Obviously, this is something that needs to be done prayerfully and discern, and discern yes. it well and, and do it with someone who can... Um, guide you through it because this is not easy work. I'm not saying like you could just go talk to your spouse and be like, Hey, we need to start, we need to start being more friends. Like that, that's, that probably is not the way to lead. And that was, um, that but was you poor could, English too. You might want to yeah, brush up on geez, that. So well. many things you're doing wrong right now. No, but no, but what, but I do think that it's, it, it, he does want us to be mm. best friends. Yes. And that this is what it means to be best friends. Yes. Because your marriage is supposed to be good and joyful and you're supposed to enjoy being married. Like that's, that's a good thing. I think sometimes too, it's like, like enjoyment seems like blissfully ignorant. And it's like, no, this, like the sympathy built on friendship into companionship is like the acknowledgement of all of that and still being joyful. I remember, listen, I, and you could probably get the sense already from listening to me talk, but I am such a, I'm such a nudge with people. But I remember being in high school and uh, so Monica and I dated in high school, if you don't know. I remember being talked to at youth group by by the adults in youth group because we we were dating and we were so in love um and i was i was madly in in high high school i was like i'm marrying monica you were yes and and so and we were we were both very committed to each other in high school we knew we were going to get married um and i remember the 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 adults in our youth group letting us like talking to us about their about marriage and everything and they were saying and i remember this struck me yeah i was so angry because they were like well when you get older it's going to be more like a companionship it's not going to be the same like you're not going to be so like head over heels in love but like you know you're committed to the person and you're and i and i remember just being so angry with that because i was like no i'm still going to be in love with my wife or or in love with monica i'm still going to love her like i do now i would argue that i do love you more more because I know how to meet the needs that love requires of me, right? Yeah. I, I know how to love you better. Yes. But I still feel the the sympathy, the infatuation, the, the yeah. attraction. Like, I still feel that. That doesn't have to go away. I'm very much committed in companionship. Like, we have the, we are committed into this. Yes. But uh, the friendship and the, and the sympathy are still there. And I, and I do believe that there's that lie that that companionship is enough. Mm-hmm. companionship is a good and that the feelings the sympathy the infatuation will yeah. fade it's right. like it's like it, people talk like it's inevitable mm-hmm. and it's, it's, like it's you're, you're given a certain like amount like yeah, yeah you ran out oh, after ran three out. Years. the tank is empty but like i mean it's true that like i don't feel infatuated with you every single day like when you leave the towel the wet towel on the floor after a shower like that, that, the infatuation has that's unfair <laughs> 
So like, yeah, there's a time when like the focus is elsewhere, but that doesn't mean that it's gone. Right. And sometimes you have to do the work to remind yourself of it. You need to look for it sometimes. That's true. Right. And we'll go through seasons where like the, the emotions aren't there and that's okay. Yes. I'm not saying that we're not saying, at least I hope we're not saying that you have to constantly feel these emotions. Right. Like there are seasons where, where actually the emotions could even be a hindrance for yes. to what we are, our goal is and what yes. we're doing together. They're but, a distraction. Yeah. Right. They could be a distraction. But like you said, like reminding yourselves of them is important. I don't even think it necessarily is always emotion, but like the things that it, that attract me to you, yes. they still attract me to you. They're not, they, they may not bring up the butterflies in the moment, yes. but I still, this is what draws me to you. Yes. And I need to remind myself of that. Yes. So like companionship doesn't eliminate friendship and it doesn't eliminate sympathy. I think I really want to like drive that point home is like, it's not a transition from one stage of relationship to another. It's a building. And like without the infatuation, you don't have the friendship. Without the sympathy, you don't have the friendship. Without the friendship, you don't have the companionship. Like you need those two for the companionship to be objectively complete. So St. John Paul would absolutely encourage, in my opinion, in our opinion, for spouses to be friends. Um, And this is what it would mean for spouses to be best friends. Yes. To love and to like each other. Yeah. Despite their terrible taste in office episodes, I forgive you. Praise be to God. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That's where forgiveness comes in marriage, guys. Best friends. (laughs) TV show choices. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do a couple of things for us. First, subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. And don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at To Become Family and tell us what you would ask if you had pre with the Pope. We'll see you at the next episode.